Yo. What's up, people? Welcome to another episode of the Runner Under the Influence podcast. I am your host, Frank the Presbot, a.k.a. Frank the Running Tank. And this is episode 39 of the podcast. And I'm excited about this one since it is post-sunrise half marathon. Um, I will be recapping the entire race, uh, how I felt through most of it, and uh, basically giving you a little details about before and after. And um, being that this it was the second annual race, I think, uh, I guess some insights and in where I think they should improve or where I think they might improve in as they go on and do this uh, year after year. So without further ado, let's get started. So sunrise half marathon sunday march 31st it went down so as you guys or as uh you guys and girls know if you've been listening to the previous podcast you know i had a goal to uh run this half marathon in a sub 130 um basically a sub 130 time and i did just that 129.08 people and trust me when i crossed that finish line and i saw that clock kicking clicking down i was so excited i was so pumped um words cannot describe how i felt afterwards so um prior to this i just uh you know when when you build up to a race you have good training days bad training days and then you always have that that recollection or that memory of the last race the one that didn't go so well and that one sticks in your head for some reason and uh this sense this not huge sense but a tiny sense of of uh, doubt that is uh, flowing through your body more so, more or less, you know? And it kind of makes you think that, uh, what if it's not possible for you? Like, what if you uh, peaked or plateaued or you still need more time to improve for such an ambitious goal? But um, in those moments, you know, uh, uh, you have to remind yourself, and I did just that. I did remind myself that I put in the work day in and day out of... Um, so that I can attain that sub-130 goal. So when I cross that finish line, trust me, this sense of satisfaction, this sense of, of um, just being proud of myself, of, of knowing what I can do and believing in myself, even when a tiny little, uh, I guess, tiny little leaks of uh, doubt happen to creep into the system. But um, yeah, so race went very well started off good a little conservative on that first mile probably a seven minute pace and then from then on out it was pretty even splits at 640 um basically averaging from 650 to 643 ish um for the longevity of the race basically for the 13.1 miles which was um fantastic and around mile four ish if i'm not mistaken or maybe mile five uh I ended up uh, catching up to this runner who was uh, going for a sub-130 um, as well. And I saw that he had his paces written down on his arm and everything. And, you know, uh, he was also a Hoka runner or a fan, a fellow Hoka fan, and had Hoka's on. And uh, I asked if I can pace with him for a little bit. And uh, in the sense that I thought it would help me um, for the meantime, and being that he had his paces on his, on his arm, he can keep me on track if we needed a makeup time or we can... Um, uh, like rest for a few seconds here and there or um, you know slow down a little bit so we can catch our, our breath so that we can just finish on time um, so that was met up with him around mile five uh, through nine ish and then around that time he started fading he couldn't keep the pace and um, yeah I just kept going 
I just continued going. I was in a good um, flow state kind of where uh, my legs were churning and my body was feeling good. And I think I really, I, I'm really getting better once again at dialing down that nutrition when it comes to race day. So I was taking enough calories. I took in a, one spring energy gel. Um, I had tailwind nutrition in my uh, Nathan flask. And uh, yeah, that basically got me through the entire race. The aid stations, I think, were every two miles or so. And on a few of them, I got a cup of Gatorade just to wash around my mouth. And then a few uh, cups of water to throw on my back. Uh, when the sun came out, being that when we started this race, the sun was um, rising still. So it's kind of nice um, to enjoy that while running, kind of take your mind off the, uh, the strenuous uh, pounding of the feet on pavement. But um, yeah, what I didn't expect was a uh, overall top 10 finish, which was surprisingly uh, a little overwhelming to tell you the truth. So I knew I had that one sub 130 time, but uh, in looking at the official times on the website, um, I noticed that I had a top 10 finish, which was, uh, fantastic. It honestly put the cherry on top for me, um, for that morning, basically. So, um, not only did I reach my sub 130 goal, but I got a, uh, a top 10 finish and a smile that was basically planted on my face for the rest of the day. <laughs> um, first in my age group, uh, and yeah, they actually gave out, uh, beer mugs as age group awards, which are pretty cool. I, I can never complain about having a new beer mug. So, um, yeah, it was a really good event. I'm very proud of myself. And, uh, yeah, uh, I, I do have some opinions about uh, just the race, being that it's his, it's second year in and they still have uh, things to work on and kinks and things. Just being that, uh, uh, I guess, maybe being exposed to the Miami Marathon and how they put on their events and the 305K and all every, like the events I've been to, they, they have a better, um, I guess, uh, race, uh, like a race company or a race directory company that puts on the race. And I think they just have it managed better. Uh, these were a little off. Um, aid stations really didn't have enough people to, uh, to basically attend everybody that was running in my opinion at one time so if you um you literally uh if you weren't in the front of the pack and you were behind the pack in a bunch of group um it was very difficult to get anything from the aid station whether it was water there wasn't enough people tending those aid stations um two they started the 5k and the um and the half marathon runners at the same time which i think the start line was a bit chaotic because of that now, uh, the race announcers did say that if you plan on running this race hard or giving it your all, go to the front of the line. Um, and I appreciated that. But there's a lot of people that are towing that line that um, don't really run uh, to compete. And uh, they're not as considerate as, uh, you know, some of the other ones. So it was kind of chaotic at that start line, in my opinion. Um, and two, they count gun time. So being at the start time was chaotic and people didn't want to let you get to the front. They count your uh, official time that they give you is your gun time instead of your chip time, which is when you cross that start line and you cross that finish line. Instead, when the gun goes off, that's when your time starts. And when you cross the finish line, that's when uh, your your time finishes, which uh, I just I, I don't see the sense in that being that if uh, if they don't let you to the front of the line so you, that you can start with that front of the pack um you ultimately have to wait so if i was going for that sub 130 if i if i was going for that sub 130 and i happen to start let's say 60 seconds after the start time 
then I wouldn't be able to, as, as it doesn't matter if I would have ran my pace at the pace that I did, and I would have ran the race that I ran. I wouldn't have gotten the sub 130 because they would have counted the gun time um, instead of the chip time, which was not good. Not good at all. Um, in my opinion, they still have much, uh, mind you, it's only the second year in and I'm not really complaining about too much. It's just where they, where I think they can improve at least. Um, but besides that, um, looking past that, it was a good event overall. Uh, I brought my own beers to enjoy since I knew the event wouldn't have any, uh, post-race refreshments besides water and, uh, Gatorade and Powerade and stuff. So brought my own beers, enjoyed it. Um, and it was, it was very fun, very fun, very fun. I was there with my girlfriend and, um, she was a trooper. She was a champ. She, uh, handled a 5 a.m. wake up very well and, uh, stood by for the awards and, uh, caught some footage on the GoPro and on my phone. So, um, big thank you to her. And, uh, yeah, we got some brunch afterwards, refueled, got some beers and then pretty much called it a day. Just went relaxing, um, went back home put my feet up, watched a little TV, and just ate like a like a champion, basically. Um, yeah, and then Monday and Tuesday were days off. No running on Monday and Tuesday. And then today on Wednesday, um, I did go to the gym, though. So Monday and Tuesday, um, let's retract a little bit. Monday and Tuesday, I did go to the gym, did 60 minutes of cycling on each day, and uh, good deep stretching just to... to any, there were a few, uh, I, I had, my legs were a little tight, like my hamstrings and my calves were a little tight. So stretching those out and, um, uh, rolling them out was very, uh, it was a beneficial thing to do. And then the cycling just kept my legs, uh, nice and fit basically. Um, and also helped to loosen them up. Uh, so come today in the morning, Wednesday, uh, put 15 miles in change. So 15.71 miles in, I think, um, it was just a go with the flow type of run. I stopped when my basically when my legs wanted me to stop, and I was 15.71 miles in, and I can't complain. I really can't complain. I just ran a half marathon on Sunday, and three days later I'm running 15 miles, so I really can't complain. And uh, my legs were 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 asking for them. They were starving for some miles, so I decided to feed them, and uh, they felt good. Towards the end of the run, my uh like the my hip did feel a little tight. So I probably spent a good five to 10 minutes of stretching um, and just done some mobility exercises to make sure that that doesn't, uh, just that tightness doesn't last too long or it doesn't become like an, uh, an issue that keeps popping up. Because if you guys remember prior to this half marathon, that was one of the issues that I was worried about, which uh, didn't pop up at all during the race, except for uh, like a few seconds where the, uh, the actual sidewalk where we were running in was a little slanted. And I guess I wasn't running correctly, but once I fixed that and adjusted it a bit, I uh, I was fine. I could not complain. So, um, yeah, and uh, just looking forward from past the uh, uh, the half marathon, it's gonna feel good for these one. I'll probably take one to two months. Um, that it'll just be running for the actual love of running, before I uh commence marathon training. And start taking on some bigger and better goals. Um, just going to build my anaerobic um, system up. Uh, build that mileage. Get that heart rate where it needs to be. And just yeah, just enjoy some long, beautiful and speed workouts whenever I want to throw in. So it'll be nice for this at least one to two months. Depending on 
when I plan to uh, ramp or ramp up or commence marathon training, but it'll be nice to just run for the fun of it and for the love of it uh, for a bit without having any races planned in here. So I did fully commit to the um, southernmost marathon in October where there's that. So that's probably more or less where I'll start my marathon training, but maybe do some shorter races in there and some trail races in between that time just to because I want to do one. I just, I'm craving one so badly and uh, I might as well satisfy that craving while I can. So yeah, those are just a few things that I have in my mind thus far. One is, uh, one, and the, also to just jump on that, um, that marathon goal, like those goals that I'm talking about. Honestly, I want to do a sub three hour. It'd be nice for my first marathon to be a sub three hour marathon. Um, I know it's a lot to ask. Basically, it's running the same pace I was running for this um, uh, half marathon, just double it. And that, that seems tough. That seems very tough, but I know it's possible. And I know with the right training and the right uh, anaerobic build that I'll, I will be good to go. So uh, I am, con- I, I, you know, at, at, oftentimes I do consider uh, maybe getting a coach to work with hands on and just allow me and maybe to see if it's possible something for us to do. Um, but they're pretty expensive and they're pretty out of my price range right now, especially with the job chains that I just got. So, um, I don't know if 250 to 300 bucks a month is something I can do or if it's in my budget, but, um, if there's any coaches listening and, uh, you can check my stats on Strava and see whatever, um, you need to see. But if you believe, and if you feel like you need somebody or maybe find in the kindness of your heart, um, to train, um, uh, to train me or to have me as uh, an experiment, let's say, to see if we can uh, see if I can make my first marathon a sub three hour marathon. I think it'd be something fun and a good challenge to try and do. Um, I come as I am as dedicated as they come. So that's one thing you don't have to worry about. Um, I'll put in the work day in and day out. But um, I probably need some proper guidance in order to do this. So, um, yeah. I'm just throwing it out there in case anybody wants to <laughs> in case anybody wants to uh, jump in and, and, and work together. That'll be great. Um, so that being said, I do want to uh, finish out this podcast with a few words of encouragement or tidbits of wisdom. And that is um, going back to that doubt that creeps in every now and then. Um, it, it's natural and it happens. And uh these moments, like the moments of struggle, the moments that are hard, the moments that you fight through to see a light at the end of the tunnel or to persevere through those tough moments, that is a win. And that is confirmation basically to you that, that those moments of doubt are normal. That's how you, I guess that's how you make realistic goals in a sense, right? Especially in running. That's how you make realistic goals because you fail and you know, okay, maybe that was a little over... Um, overzealous of of me to think i could run that fast without training or whatever it may be but um do not doubt yourself as a whole do not doubt yourself as a human being do not doubt the potential that lies within yourself because it is vast it is huge and it is powerful and the only thing the only difference from you with like achieving your goal and not achieving your goal i think it is it is it is a minimal amount of potential that you have not unlocked yet or 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 the or the minimal amount of self-belief that you do not have in yourself yet and i think that is what makes the whole difference and my i just i i am a firm believer in that 
in my everyday life and in the people I surround myself, I, re I, I always remind them and I always let them know that no matter how much you doubt yourself, no matter how much you do, if you put in the work, it does not matter. That goal can and will be attained. So that'll wrap up episode 39 of the podcast. It's always nice talking to you people. Thank you once again for listening, for the support. You guys are the shit. Uh, make sure to follow me on Instagram, at FrankTheRunningTank, at Runner Under the Influence Podcast, at FTheRunningTank on Twitter, and Franklin Presbot on Facebook. Um, yeah, so peace, my people. Happy running.